Hello there. Welcome to episode 5 of Death by Paper Cuts, a show about stencils and the people who are going to be great test subjects for future carpal tunnel research. I'm your host, Joseph Richards. You can find me on Instagram at InThePerimeter. Today I'm joined by Dave Lowell, a stencil artist out of Austin, Texas, and I talk a lot about levels on this podcast. Yeah, I see you out there nodding your head. Yeah, you do. Dave is one of those artists that I consider to be on, on a different level, and it was really interesting to get to get some insight on his methods and just to see how intentional he is with his work, and that was something I, I really appreciated about him. So we did get into stencils, how he got started, his methods, uh, advice for people in there, but we also kind of talked on motivation for art in general. So if you have any friends that are just artists and not strictly stencil artists, they'd probably get a lot of good stuff out of this talk with Dave. So thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. All right. Well, Dave, welcome to the podcast. Nice to have a, a fellow Texan on. Uh, yeah. Hi. How's it going, man? Good to, yeah, I'm good doing, to be on. I'm doing yeah, I'm doing great, man. So I know a little bit about your background. Like you started in graphic design. How did you transfer transition rather from that to, to getting into the world of stencils? Um, well, yeah, I was going to Texas State for advertising design. And, uh, you know, one of the projects was designing um, a, a CD cover for, for whatever. And it's funny, just like two things happened at the same time, basically. They're really close to each other. Like one, I found, and this is like typical, right? an image of Banksy's on the internet. And I was like, I had no idea what it was exactly. It was just like, it was one of the ones where there's guys like running, like businessmen carrying briefcases, kind of like running, looking like they're rioting. And so I like, you know, it's just student work, you know, and so I'm like, okay, this is a cool image. I'll grab this and use it without even really realizing exactly how it got done or what it was. And that, like, that was winter semester or like the a semester was ending in the winter. And that Christmas, I got a book that was called stencil graffiti by Tristan Menko. And it has like Banksy and, um, you know, obey and Dave Kinsey and Logan Hicks and, you know, a handful of other really good guys from back then um, that are still prominent today. And so from getting that book and then I like put it together, I'm like, Oh shit. Like, these guys are spray painting this image. That, that's what that was. You know, I thought like I hadn't seen, you know, seen it or put it together yet that it was like stencils. And uh, just being in school at the time, I had all the supplies like exactos and all that sort of stuff. And I uh, was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to do this, you know, for fun, kind of just to kind of see if I can do it. And, you know, obviously there was like basically just putting it up on the street, you know, at that time there was no, you know, kind of posting stuff up on the internet was frowned upon in the graffiti world. Cause like you'd get busted for it. You know what I'm saying? It was like not as prevalent. There wasn't really that motivation for it, but it was just something that I was doing kind of for fun while I was in school. That's cool. So, so you said Texas state, right? So you were, in yeah. San, you were putting them up in San Marcos or were you like driving yeah, to Austin? To- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. Just, just San Marcos at that point in time. And then uh, I'm, I'm from Austin originally, so it was just like, you know, that was just like the little neighborhood that I was in at the time. Okay. What, um, so what year was that when you got started? <sighs> okay. So that was 03. Okay. Yeah. So I thought, yeah. Okay. So you've been doing this, you've been doing this a lot longer than most of us, I think. That was kind of what I expected. Yeah. Shoot. It'll be, yeah, for a minute now. <laughs> It'll be a while. That's cool. So did your graphic design kind of help you with figuring out how to do this in the first place? Because, so a lot of the guys I've talked to, we all kind of learned from, like Stencil Revolution and YouTube, which probably wasn't around back then. So I guess that probably gave you a leg up on figuring out 
how to do those? Um, well, what happened, I mean, basically, like, I knew how to use Photoshop and Illustrator. So, yeah, that's, like, a big plus. Um, and I had the programs or whatever. I basically just, like, figured out how to do multi-layers by, you know, A, you know, trying them out first. But, like, I had to, I essentially just looked at, like, Logan Hicks's work in that book and really just kind of figured out by looking at it, like, what he was doing and how he was doing it. And, you know, tried to mimic that. And then a couple of years later, that was when I came upon Stencil Revolution. And there's like the whole step-by-step process and stuff like that. So the, the graphic design certainly helped. I would say it probably helps more with like the programs are one thing. They're pretty, you know, cut and dry once you figure out how to use the basic stuff. But just like the composition and color and balance and all that kind of sort of stuff. And- yeah. So I wanted to ask you kind of about, so your, your style is real different in where, and you tell me if I'm just full of it <laughs> but it seems like you don't have a lot of like solid lines you break those up yeah i guess it, how did you get to that it's like an intentional design decision correct uh, totally totally um yeah and i like really that comes from again like against like stencil revolution there is like a lot of people you know we were just like seeing a lot of other stencil work and you're like okay well like people were kind of you know on the tip or not where they're like let's progress this and like make this see how crazy we can make this look you know it's pretty simple right now and kind of getting out of that, like basically what the aesthetic is, is like that vectorized look that, you know, once the Obey, you know, um, Obama piece came out, it's like that was just ubiquitous with like the stencil thing. And it's, it just gets old at a certain point in time. So like trying to like completely destroy that aesthetic and, you know, again, like go to like, you know, more photorealistic stuff was like a progression that I definitely wanted to take. So, yeah, destroying all those lines or whatever. Okay, oh, that's interesting. I figured it was there was some uh, method behind that madness, but there's not a lot of people that do that. You're just very interesting that way, where it looks. I mean, you can tell it's intentional. Oh, no, man, appreciate it. <laughs> and then you also, you I've seen a couple other people do it, but you do it more than than most. Is where you you'll use one one half to do both sides of a piece. How did you how did you come across that? Like you have like a symmetrical stencil, and you can use it for oh. open, right. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, it's just like one of those things that lends itself to stencils uh, very um, easily is like mirroring an image. And I think like one thing, if you're stenciling, you want to like use every advantage possible to it. And like one thing that's really tough to do, just kind of like technically speaking in art is like mirroring an image so you don't see it uh, too terribly much. Um, so that was one thing I was like, OK, this will be like kind of cool. You don't see it a ton. I feel like it brings like this like little hint of like psychedelic into, uh, element into it it's kind of trippy looking sometimes when things like have like you know are symmetrical they'll pattern out you know and um as well as it's a cheat for size yeah <laughs> you're like oh how do i go bigger you know, double it yeah <laughs> that's funny well i have so i have one of your, your skull pieces and you do it on there and then i think you've done it with like the butterflies is yeah. the other one that you do it yeah yeah that's really cool right on. um yeah i remember so we moved to austin i like like 2013 and one of the first weeks we were there you guys had a show something on rainy street you're just out there in like tents and we came out there and uh that might have been when spray text was up and was just getting up and rolling probably and um or spray tx yeah 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 go ahead so i i yeah so i bought one of those and and that's and then they started the free art friday like not too long after that so that was kind of how i you know learned about you and, and sevy or big stencil guys so that was that was always really cool to see, um, see around town. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Austin's like great, you know, as far as like, you know, I mean, I guess before all the, you know, BS or whatever, it's just like a, a good place for a lot of art stuff going on. 
Yeah. So are you still, so I tried to look up like Spray TX. Seems like they've kind of transitioned away from that more to uh, events and stuff like that. Are you still working with them at all? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, like, I stopped kind of functioning in that group and like, oh, geez, probably been like half a decade or something now. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, it's just like that kind of like turned into something that I found a better advantage working kind of just like to my own to my own ends, I guess, if that makes sense. And uh, so, yeah, I don't really function in any sort of like collectives or groups. You know, I feel like that's kind of like a big part of art. It's not really, you know, it's a very like solo venture. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense. Probably especially stenciling too, kind of lends itself to that. Yeah, well, you know, I, I feel like a lot of it, you know, there's like a lot of social stuff that comes into into play or whatever as far as like, you know, like art, like art isn't like a social thing for me, you know, as far as there's being like, a big sort of party scene around a lot of events and stuff like that. It's like, you know, you're going to be the best that you can be when you're like focusing on your work and not necessarily like worrying about networking and politicking and socializing and kind of being at the place where the thing is going on. Yeah. I remember going, so you had some shows like on uh, art on what East fifth, you had some shows over there on East fifth. Yeah. And there's an art shop over there. Uh, or art, I mean- art on fifth. Is that the name of it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, uh, yeah. So that's like a gallery uh, that's been in town forever, and yeah, they go by Art on Fifth because they used to be on Fifth Street, but they're on Lamar mm-hmm. now. So okay. I, I've been showing with them for like a few years now. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, so they they have a couple shows. Like they've done, the, I've done like a solo show and like a kind of dual solo show uh, with somebody else there, and yeah, it's cool. It's been a you know good experience working with them so far. Yeah. So you you kind of already touched on it with with breaking up your, your lines and everything, but how has this kind of your process changed from, would you say 2003 to kind of what you're working on now? Well, to like for like all the, I'll just kind of go into the basics, like this, all, all the stencil stuff. Essentially I just print out like a black and white photo. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll print it out however many layers I'm going to do. I'll print it out five, seven times or whatever. And this is just like your basic standard stencil that I'm going to cut. And um, the, the only thing that I really do to it in Photoshop or Illustrator is like, I might mess with the contrast a bit. So, you know, from that black or white photo, I'll um, get all my lines to cut by going over it with just a pin. So I'll pin in all my lines before I cut them. So I'm just working with a raw photograph. I don't use any of the filters or any of that. And, you know, really just make my edits, you know, on the physical stencil itself before I cut it. Okay. Oh, so you hand draw all your stuff, basically. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's traced onto the, you know, it's traced over a photo. Okay. You know, and I'm just printing it out like on, you know, regular paper, eight by five, 11 sheets, and then piecing those all together for size on a, you know, the, like the piece of like 50 cent paper car that you can buy at like HEBs if you're in Texas. And like for the most part, people use regular paper and that's easier to cut, but I found it, it it's not heavy enough to like sit on the canvas when you're spraying out stencils. So you get that underspray like really easily because it's so light. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's I use printer paper just because, like what you said, it's easier to cut. Yeah, well, yeah, well, and, and it's it's there's definitely different like kind of thicknesses of car that you can find, but I guess just kind of like knowing what that like middle thickness is that's not too thick, and it's really just like the most common is what I like have been you know using for like the whole time, so pretty good with it. I guess it depends on how many times you plan on reusing it too, right? Like, yeah, I, it's it's actually quite durable too. Yeah, I'm real bad about just trashing mine after two or three sprays, so yeah. I don't uh, I don't Can't really do take that. that into consideration. Yeah, I know. Well, now I look back and I'm like, man, I wish I'd kept kept some of these, you know. 
Yeah. I mean, it just depends. And like, like really like right now, I mean, I'm kind of like just depending on the, whatever piece it is, but sometimes there's stencils. Like, I mean, I'm really only going to spray it out once or like twice maybe. And yeah. it's not like I make a big deal about it being a one-off. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going like, to keep busting this one. Out. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. We move on. Well, I saw the one you just did. You did what, like 20 of them of your, your mural? 20 of the mural that, oh uh, the, yeah 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 the little print series yeah it's so funny it's i mean it's like I, it's a print but i mean it's a hand-painted stencil piece so just like doing an edition of the 20 so that was like solid for me I, I rarely do 20 of anything unless it's like one of these pieces where people flip out over it and i need to like make a shit ton um of versions kind of just due to the yeah well i mean it's a good problem to have right yeah for sure I'd seen on Reddit not too well, not too long ago that that had gotten buffed over for um was it like Bumble? It's a Bumble ad. Or something? Oh really? Oh dude, yeah. that made it to Reddit. I've gotten on Reddit like five times in my life, so I have no idea. Well, I re- but that shit's funny. I remember you and I, yeah, I remember you and I talked about it one time. I was telling you about the stencil sub, and you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't fuck with Reddit, but uh, it was funny. But yeah, it was it was somebody posted about it, and I meant to ask you about it, but then you started doing those like oh i guess it's true well the uh, shit's funny as fuck i mean again it's not supposed to like that's the, how they kind of get by that is like they're not supposed to have an ad on that wall they've gotten in trouble for that before it's again city coding you have to have space zoned for advertisements right so these companies will go and like oh, okay we're gonna sponsor a mural but it's got their hashtags all over it and stuff and branding and whatnot so that's how they kind of skirt by that one yeah did you know they were they were painting over it or um, it, yeah they, they were actually uh man people have been trying to paint over that for years it's so funny <laughs> but yeah the people that actually own the place hit me up and they're like hey we're gonna paint over it and this is like a year ago you know pr- like kind of like before all the covid bs hit so that was probably the delay on that at whatever certain point there's an interesting discussion kind of like about the legalities of that you know as far as needing the, the artist's permission to destroy it as well as it's kind of like you liken it to if that body, if the body shop was going to like print out images of the work and try and sell it, they couldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm still the owner of that piece enough that they can't sell it without not, not having me make money on it. Same way of looking at it is like, oh man, you can't really destroy it. That's like intellectual property. So that's interesting. Do you talk about stuff like that when you agree to take on a mural? I mean, I, know, I realize they're, they're not going to last forever anyways, but do you kind of have a time period in mind? Uh, man, I, I find the whole like, I find the whole thing ridiculous as far as people will be like, it's ephemeral or whatever. And you're like, because you want to put an ad on it after, you know, after me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's usually the excuse that comes after that. It's like, find a different wall, but that's a good wall. So, but as far as the discussion beforehand, I, I, I never need to paint something unless it's like put to me clearly beforehand. Like I'm never painting something with the intention of it getting cut, like covered up, you know, in any sort of quick way. I mean, I think that one rode for like five years or something like that, which is pretty good given the spot. But yeah, well, if it makes you feel better, people on Reddit were not happy that it was it was getting painted over for an ad too. But it was a it was a blatant ad, though. I mean, you you mentioned we're going to hire, you know, we're going to sponsor a mural, but it wasn't even that. It like from what I remember, it literally just said Bumble. It was just a black wall with their text. Like I don't, maybe they may have gone back and added something, but when I saw it, that's all that was on there. Oh, I, I mean, that might be like, oh, we're going to do something here kind of, cool, but yeah, who knows? Oh, like a placeholder kind of thing? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, oh, it's okay. it's funny. It's just there's so little foot traffic and, you know, street traffic compared to like previously now. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. How many, do you do a lot of murals now? 
Mm. Uh, I do. I mean, I do them here and there, like when it, when the conditions are sort of right, as, as you say, as far as like, there's a lot of murals and a lot of walls and stuff like that, but it's not typically something that I'm like just shooting for just for a number of different reasons. Good. I was going to say, I was going to ask, like, what is your, pro- what is your kind of thought process going to something like that versus like just going to paint it at Castle Hill when you know that's probably not going to last, you know, maybe a few days, like versus doing a mural? You know, I mean, well, like as far like when you're doing a mural, okay, like let's just say like nine out of 10 times, you're going to need somebody's permission, basically. So like they're going to need to approve the artwork that you put up, right? Right. And so um, that is like diametrically opposed to like what I feel like art is for and, you know, artists do. And, you know, so you're like, oh, maybe it's not art. I don't know. Um, but like, yeah, it, it gets into the thing where you're sort of like, I feel like a lot of it's turning into like, you're just designing something for somebody else now. And so the, the process of that, it's like, yeah, it, it, it's gotta be kind of like the right situation. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, well, for the people that don't know what, what we're talking about, Castle Hill wise, it was just kind of like an empty lot just had walls oh, everywhere. Yeah, we can get into yeah, that. People just, so is that, is that still there? Last I'd heard they were moving that out towards like Bastrop. The thing is still there. The structurally wise, the, you know, place is still there. It's just gated off. So uh, if you want to hop the gates, I guess. But yeah, I, the other gallery, the other like wall space they're going to do out by the airport. Yeah. It's out by Bastrop. It's not opened yet. So I don't know. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Like we lived, so we lived out in Del Valley, which right, is out right. east where no, nobody lives out there. And uh, it's just funny. I'm sure that's just where they had space, but. Yeah, um, it's cheap. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Well, so we moved like three years ago and we sold our house. And now that the Tesla is moving like right up the road. Yeah. I was like, well, shit, we should have we should have saved that and rented it out. Just hung on to that one. Yeah, I get some of that Tesla money. But who who knew? Right. No, man, it's, you know, it's kind of funny. It's just uh, that whole game. Yeah, it's weird. So and you've done some some murals like for the uh, the businesses downtown like Google, right? Didn't you do a mural? Yeah, um, yeah. what that was, it wasn't like an outdoor mural. That was like basically a commissioned piece that was, I mean, I call it mural size. It was like a 10, but it was an 8 by 10. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and that got put into their to their office. And so, yeah, I mean, a big painting or a mural, I don't know, however you want to define it. But yeah, uh, that was like, that was like one of the last like big corporate projects that I had before I kind of like, no. Yeah, so was that something they came to you and just like, hey, Cause it looked like you kind of just did whatever you wanted. Like you used a bunch of stencils that I recognize. Yeah. totally. Like, hey. Yeah. So that's probably gotta be cool. Right. Yes. Um, so for the most part, like for quite a while I had been doing, I mean, probably like I don't know, 90, 80, 90% of like what I would do would be like corporate commission projects, you know, just to make money off of. And um, I had a company that was kind of like, they would do like uh, event production. And so companies would come to them, like, we're going to an event, you know, what, do you, what can you do for us? And, you know, I would be like the dude they would hit up for like, okay, live painting or art or whatever kind of stuff, or, you know, some, design some big, you know, wall piece that we want to have center to banquet. Um, so, yeah, the, basically that per, that uh, entity uh, was the one that fed me that gig. So, <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a good one to get for sure. Yeah. Have you actually been inside that space? No, I have not. Yeah, we did. I work for a construction company down there and we did the floors in there and like the, it's, it's a wild, wild layout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, again, I, I kind of like, was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to go and like take a picture and like make, you know, a post and all that. But it's like, uh, yeah, I just haven't gone down there and worried about all that. Yeah, yeah. 
another thing I kind of ask everyone is, I know you're on Team Handcut for sure. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> is there ever a situation where you would consider switching over? Or? Man, it, like recently, I was like, I, I thought about perhaps trying to do it for the print series that I had the little print release. And it's like, it's a photograph of the mural that I had done. So, I mean, there's a lot of little details that I wanted to get in there. And like, I kind of, what I figured out was like that I was going to be able to like get in, you know, probably more detail or just as much by hand cutting it. And it is such a small little simple stencil, you know, I wanted to do it like kind of full colorish or at least like multicolor, not like grayscale. So, you know, able to keep it relatively simple. So yeah, it's hand cutting is like just on, like it was an 11 by 17. Okay. Is there any like specific reason you you keep hand cutting? I mean, you just enjoy it or are there? Uh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. There's just like a lot of reasons. It's so funny. It's just like a small little thing that you don't even, you think about, but uh, the whole meditative thing, like when people kind of like talk about that, it's like awesome for that. I love it. It's this, you know, you're able to focus on just this small little like finite activity and like literally like everything else kind of disappears and like, it's almost like time sort of slows down when you're focused on something that intensely. I've definitely kind of like figured that out or come to that conclusion. <laughs> like, yeah, when you're like focusing on that something, on something that like finite, like you kind of like time does slow down. And if you're like, you can look at the cool watch and like, wow, do you, I didn't, you know, feel like I've been here forever. It's been five minutes. It's crazy. I get like, I guess the, the thing that's been mentioned on the, the previous podcast that you've done that I found interesting is that it's like, it makes sense. They're like, oh, it just makes sense at a certain level. And I feel like that's like economic sense. <laughs> and it's, I mean, ta- you know, time economically wise. And so like, you know, for the most part, I like being able to make something that you put that amount of time into to not put that much of time into it. And essentially the way that I go about it, like making stencils, I mean, I have to like sit in the program and, you know, pin tool out every little like tiny you know, my new detail, I'm not going to be able to just screen, you know, a live trace posterized or like threshold images. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing more work than that. Like for each layer, I'm going in and like half toning. So I'm getting like a few different like tones, like within each layer and to go ahead and do that, like by hand on the computer, like I say by hand, but like on a mouse, it's like, wait, I, you know, it'd be just as much time in front of a computer screen and I'd much prefer be able to. So there's that. Like, there's also, it's so funny. I was like thinking about all these uh, metaphors and it's like, like I, I'm a big skater, right? Or I'm not, I used to be a big skater. Like I don't skate anymore. That's like a dishonor to people that actually skate. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it's like, if you're to take like a skateboarder that like, is it, could you program your skateboard to just do all those flips for you and then like call that skateboarding or would it be the same thing, you know? So I kind of look at it that way and it's like, it, you know, I feel like there's when, when somebody asks me like, Oh, what, you know, what'd you do to make that? Or like, Oh, it's stencil. And they're like, well, what did Oh, can you like hand cut and they flip, you know? And I feel like there's kind of like this element of like, you actually put like a lot of time into it and there's a sacrifice, you know, and Without that sacrifice, it's kind of like, again, like a skateboarding thing. It's like, you know, you have to like sacrifice so much if you're doing something with like low risk or like, you know, that you don't have to put a lot of work into. It's like, eh, okay. It's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, give or take. Um, yeah, I get that. Same thing. And again, same thing with like, like look at like stuff that's like handmade, you know, designer Italian leather bags or whatever that are still handcrafted and stuff like that. That That's why you know, you're selling a luxury good, you know what I'm saying? You're not selling like product, like a kind of just like something that's like turned out in multitudes. Yeah. So it's just not like a, just a commodity. There's some more. 
personal truth behind it. Yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. And I mean, like really, again, like it's like the commitment that you're going to make to a piece. Like if I'm going to spend like six weeks cutting on something, like I have to really, <laughs> I know I have to like seriously be about that image and be about what that's going to be. And like, you have to, you know, that kind of, I feel like that separates some of the wheat from the chaff as far as like concept and idea wise, where you're like, okay, well, it doesn't really matter that much to me. Like, what do I, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, no, you need like, <laughs> you need to like honor the protein, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you know? no, that makes sense though. No, I, I'm the same way. Like, especially now with kids and I've, I talk about this every episode, I feel like, but especially with that, it makes me much more intentional to where, like you're saying, if I'm going to spend, like, I, I just started a big one now. It's probably going to take me months to do. It has to be something I'm invested in to, to spend all that time in. Right. So, yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, it's just like, I don't want to say like it makes it more valid or anything, but I mean, yeah, I feel like when somebody, you know, they, they find out you've spent that amount of time and like the handwork that goes into that, it's just like the difference between that and a computer, you know, kind of like, or a machine cutting it for you. it's just like, I feel like there's like major shrinkage <laughs> that happens there. Do you, so do you find that people that buy your stuff, do they appreciate that or do they understand the difference or? Certainly, certainly. You know, and that's the thing. I feel like there's a lot of people again where it's like, they don't know what they're looking at or they don't know, you know, and it's so funny. It's almost contradictory to a point where I'm making stencils that don't look like stencils. Um, But then they're like, well, what is that? Like, oh yeah, it's stencil. They're like, whoa. And they're like, you hand cut that? Well, and I guess I don't want to trade that out. You know what I'm saying? For just like, oh, okay, cool. You know, and I feel like that does have an effect on like what I can price work at. You know, I feel like, because I mean, you know, there is that time you sunk into it. It's not necessarily the end all be all for pricing art is how much time it takes. It's something that when somebody's paying more than, you know, there's like, you know, you could get like a small crappy used car or a, a big nice couch or something like that. And you're buying a piece of like art as decoration. They certainly were, they, I think the connoisseur i think appreciates when they know like that it's the work for sure some people just want something nice above their couch that's a different thing. yeah yeah they're probably weighing like the utility of of a painting versus like you're saying a, a couch or a, a car well they can go to like ikea and get something there i don't know <laughs> yeah that's interesting so yeah we talk about that a lot too where people don't totally understand it until like mowgli talked about how he'll he likes to have stencils there to show people i don't know if you do kind of the same thing so you can show them the piece and then you can show them, you know, the different components and make it up. And that, because it's hard for people to wrap their, their head around that at first, if you don't know, like you can say it's a stencil and I cut it, but unless you see it, it doesn't really register what I found to a lot of people. I mean, usually just when I'm painting live, that's come up because then I have the stencils with me, but like, that's not something that I've, I've done. The, I've, I've framed a stencil up once for a show and like, that was it, you know, otherwise I'm not like pulling those out to like, Hey, let's pass it around. I'm like, dude, don't, you're good. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still need that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and these are, these are card too. So they're way more sturdy than that paper. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. And I guess like, there's also like another tech thing on stencils. Just to go back to it really quick. Like when you're, when you're putting them all together, when you like want to frame your, your layers or whatever, like I, the way I cut is I build up from the midtone and I build up, I, I go light and dark on either side. So I cut in either direction instead of starting from dark and just cutting like the same, essentially the same lines in smaller, 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 smaller portions. If that makes sense. Yeah, so that makes those, sense. Yeah, those ones are the ones that you can like tape together and like they actually show through. Other ones, you're covering up half of your on top. Yeah, that's true. I, I've i seen some like that where they you can do that. But yeah, the way I cut them, I can't do it either where it makes any kind of sense through five or six layers. So 
Yeah, see, that was like way too tech. I feel like we're going to leave on that. <laughs> no, man, the people, you know, <laughs> I mean, the, I, most of the people that listen to this, you know, they, they do this already, so I feel like. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, see, I mean, you know, I feel like, again, like when you go to the art, the art side of it, and it's contradictory to what I say about like the technical stuff is like, you know, I feel like a lot of people like whether it's stencil or not, they're not interested in the technical aspect of it. Or maybe they're, I think they're oppressed by it. They just don't want to hear about it. They're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just do. It. Let me see it, and you know, let me flip through it on the phone and be be done. Let me just like it on Instagram. I don't want to hear about yeah. how bad your your hand hurts oh, after geez. cutting it for six weeks. Yeah, no, it's no, it's chill. Yeah, um, no, it's fun. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I feel like the the more like meta discussions are, you know, kind of having to do with like, you know, the culture and all that kind of stuff and like where you go with it. You know, there's a lot of meat. <laughs> yeah, we can get into that. So, I mean. I guess really you don't sound like you're adamantly opposed to laser cutting. It's just not mm. what you, so like I've heard Nils talk a lot. He's like adamantly opposed to laser cutting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just like, not to just put you on the spot, but I guess I just did, but. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm, I have no problem taking a solid point on it. I mean, if you're not like, yeah, if you're not Logan Hicks, I mean, you're like, all right, just cut it, dude. Like, oh, well, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a time commitment, you know, but I feel like all, all good all good things in life should should take like a little bit of effort, I guess. You know, there's just so many arguments for and against it. And I mean, just that it's economical is it. And like the fact that like that's what our culture is based on is, oh, well, you could do it in less time and uh, make the same. You know, and I'm like, you know, that's almost the reason why like I choose to do it. the other. <laughs> it's almost like a, a countercultural. Yeah, I mean, like, just going against, like, the commodification of it. Like, oh, you can make more. And it's like, no, well, I want to make less, actually. So <laughs> it works for me. So, I mean, that's the argument for it, right? If you're in production mode, that, that makes sense as opposed to... Uh, well, even if I'm, Well, like, what, what happened was I just got so fast at doing, like, even a big, like, a corporate commission that's, like, a 4 by 5 which I, like, I, my bread and butter for, like, doing the corporate gigs... Mm-hmm. So I'd be like creating a four by five piece stencil. Maybe like I got to where, I mean, just to make it fun, I would wait like a few days before it was due, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> to like make it, fun. <laughs> and, well, I mean that, that way it's exciting. Otherwise it's not exciting for myself unless there's some pressure on it. And so like once it, now that there's some pressure on it, now I'm just like, Oh, what's, you know, dude, watch me, you know, <laughs> and I'll get, you know, I got to be like so quick at it that I could turn out like a nice, like multi-layer piece four by five in like a few days. And the money that I was making on that was like, dude, if I was, if I was doing those like every week, <laughs> like I dream of making that much money yeah. um, being an artist. Yeah. It's crazy. And I do do this for a living. Yeah. No, I, I knew you were a full time. So do you send them an email like two days before? Like, shit, I totally forgot to do this for you. I'm going to start it right now just to, uh, <laughs> no, no, it is, it is literally, no, it is just, you know, it, it just, it's just come with like my comfort with it. You know what I'm saying? And like knowing what I can do and like, if I'm like, it's like, you know, it's just got to be like, I've just done it so much. It's gotten to be like boring if it's at a certain level, you know what I'm saying? Same thing with like just the, the technical aspect of cutting a stencil and same thing with like, if I was just like loading up files on a computer to have cut. Just touch right back on, is there any way like you're full time? Is there any way to like account? to really account for all the time you spend doing this. Like I know, I mean, we talk, I've talked about Logan Hicks with everybody too. And, and that was kind of his thing. He's like, if I charge people for the amount of time it actually takes me, nobody could ever afford a piece of mine. 
I mean, I've had to, I guess, just be smart about it as far as economizing my time and my materials and like how I allot that or whatever. Again, I was very fortunate to have, you know, the, the like the plug on like corporate commission gigs for, I don't know, like a hand, good handful of years. And this is where, you know, I mean, where things started to tick up in Austin to where it's like people are, I, I never imagined making what I was like in line to make. But yeah, you just get to do it so often. That, I mean, I'm, I'm cranking out, you know, I, I'm able to do it fast enough at a production rate to where I'm making good money per hour, like good, good money per hour to do the pieces, you know? And then when I'm done, like, as far as like, I mean, yeah, kind of like I have time to ideate and conceptualize, which I think is super important. Okay. To like, go back to like what Logan has, yeah, there's like, you have to put in the hours essentially. Mm -hmm. And I've put those in and that's probably like been, I mean, that's over, like spread that over a decade. Right. (laughs) So that's a lot of hours. And, um, and this is kind of like certainly where, I was just doing it almost without even taking it in a, into account. You know what I'm saying? And you kind of probably have to do that, like in a crazy way, accrue the amount of hours that say Logan Hicks has spent cutting stuff. People that have been doing this for like, if you do it for over 10 years, man, you're going to put like some miles on that on that knife. So just production wise, I, I just got fast enough with my hands to where I don't need to like, oh, I need to like crank it out. I mean, I my, my cheat is a projector. That's it. I'll just project and what I'll do is project and like sharpie the image onto taped up pieces of card and get my lines that way and take that down and cut. Oh, that's interesting. So that's how you do bigger pieces? You tile them together like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I always just like project the image on a wall, like six sheets of card is like around a four by six Okay. Um, if you tape them together. And so if you, you know, you want to go bigger than that, just make the pieces six by four, you know, eight by 12, all that. Do you do murals like that too with a projector or you use actual stencils yeah i've used well i mean like for the most part the actual stencils it really just kind of depends on the project as far as the process goes whether it's going to make more sense to like project it like i don't think i've ever done anything where i've just projected on the wall and just like painted on it you know it's always been like there's always been some stencil work okay kind of want to go back and we kind of talked about it before we even started recording and we've kind of touched on it here about this was years ago and i know you won't you won't remember but we were talking about a piece and you were like, yeah, you know, technically it's, it's really great, but it's not, it's not art. Yeah. yeah. And then you kind of, you talked about how intentional you have to be with the pieces you pick. Like, how do you, what is your thought process when you're picking a subject to paint? Oh, well, my, my thought process is essentially at the core of it. You write everything down. Like you want to write down your ideas, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So like there, there's different projects where it's like, oh, okay, I have this directive, a, a creative direction or whatever, and I need to follow. And so I'm going to think of something, a visual uh, solution to this problem, right? So then you're trying to ideate for something specific, you know what I'm saying? So that goes back to like graphic design. Like what I'll do is I'll get like a word list and I'll literally write down any word, kind of a word association thing that I could think of when I'm on this theme or topic that I'm trying to like, create for. And you can kind of go through and like you write like hundreds of words. And so you go through and you find the least boring, I guess, essentially is what I would do. So that's like getting something specific. But like, you know, a lot of times ideas just come to me. Essentially, it's just like a funny thought that pops into your head, especially like with some of my writing stuff. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. dude that was funny. That might be a cool piece. And either you'll forget about it or you'll remember it. But I mean, I try and, you know, write the stuff down because easy to forget kind of this this different random stuff as it pops up. I'll have things, I'll have things that I'll I'll have written down for like years, literally. And then the opportunity, the right opportunity will come up to like put the series out 
and that's that's how they kind of happen yeah that's cool well that makes sense then because like you did a lot with the uh, i guess like the perfume bottle lately with like you're talking about the text yeah like, yeah a bunch of different yeah okay that one happened like literally my girlfriend was like oh what about like i think she'd seen like i'd done like a decanter or something like that she's like what about perfume bottles and i'm like yeah you know let me look at that just kind of see what comes up and i'm like oh shit i could just like do the label on this and like I'm into the writing thing and like that's been a big part of my work too. And so like being able to kind of like marry the two and have like a a vehicle for the writing stuff that's like also a visual and kind of like a creative way to to present that. Yeah, just came out of like, you want to say accident, but I'm like researching. I don't know. Like (laughs) people that like they're like, oh, I just sit down and I start drawing or whatever. It's like, oh, my God, no. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, and that's fine. Some people are like that, but yeah, I'm much more um, deliberate. Like I'll research something. If I'm like thinking, trying to do something, something specific, I'll research that topic and like find an angle that I haven't seen talked about, you know, or communicated in a way yet and kind of go with that. I feel like, you know, just something that you haven't seen is going to be more interesting ultimately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to, I'm the same way. I have notebooks full of shit everywhere. I told my wife, yeah. If I die, if I die, and somebody goes through all these, they're gonna think I was a crazy person with all the all the randomness in there. But I, I'm the same way. Yeah, no, it's a really good practice. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I was gonna ask too, but you are, you kind of already answered it. That you can use maybe that one image as, like you said, the vehicle, and still get, pump out a bunch of different ideas, maybe on your list with the uh, with the text. Yeah, and like being able to like have them be a different vibe. You know, some of them can be kind of like irreverent, or some of them can be kind of dark, humorous, or you know more positive that kind of thing and really just kind of depending it's like i love how it's like all encapsulated do you kind of feel like that lets more your maybe your personality come through i guess if it's just a a stencil that's kind of hard right because people are gonna interpret that however they they want to see in the image yeah well yeah the the writing stuff is really kind of like in your face as far as i mean there's no two ways about it (laughs) you know it's kind of a pretty direct form of communication which i like yeah that's probably easier a lot of times too especially if you're you're showing it, showing to somebody, maybe trying to sell it. They get it right away, and they either kind of like it or they don't. You know? Yeah, I mean, and they can interpret like the writing stuff a lot of different ways, and that's always cool. And you know, I, I tend to not want to be like giving you know my interpretation of it just so they can fill in their own. I like the one where it's like, can I cuss? Um, like two people fucking on a champagne fountain. It, you know, that one just conjures up like imagery. You know what I'm saying? For people, <laughs> obviously, and so. I mean, it's it's there. Like, there's no <laughs> questioning it, really. You're like, why would you do that? And I'm like, well, to be funny, because it's, you know, the way our brains work. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little more subtle than actually having the image painted, so. Yeah, I mean, I figure you don't even need to. But yeah, it's like, it's definitely conceptual, where it's a series that would be stuck, like, just the idea for a painting, and, like, you write that down, and that's kind of like, um. <laughs> Do you pay attention at all to kind of, like, what other people are working on? Or you just, like you said, you have so many ideas, you're just kind of in your own space. Yeah, no, I for sure, I look at a lot of art a whole lot. It's like information that I love to pull in and I have as much as possible. So I definitely do that. What kind of stuff do you look at? Like, I'm assuming like outside of maybe street art and the stencil world? Um, Yeah, most certainly. Like, I really am not like stencil centric as far as like what I'm looking at. Just kind of like, that's just a real narrow, you know, sort of field. 
and kind of like there's a lot of art that I like that's not stencil stuff. So, you know, just kind of I and I guess I I think there's like, you know, something to be said about kind of taking everything in and like stuff even that you don't like, you know, because like how are you going to know what's out there and what not to paint? <laughs> Essentially, you know, you got to know what you don't want to be. And so I think that's informed me, certainly in- informed my work. OK. Do you have any favorites that maybe other people should check out or maybe you feel like they should pay attention to? Uh, well, I mean, oh, the the stencil artist, if you're like stencil centric, and um, is definitely the young. I hope you did all this, but yeah, it's like C M P R M S is his handle. C M P R M S. Yeah, he's just like the most progressive, like insane stencil guy. That it's like you're like, how is he even doing this? And just amazingly technically, and kind of like has a cool um, imagination with it, and really like. Oh, I know who you're talking about. He does all the kind of like geometric stuff with the, he just paints like shapes. He's not like painting, uh, mm-hmm. right? No, like he, he'll do like, he's done a bunch of like kind of like stuff where it's like see-through almost using like a bunch of like a number of like half sprays to create kind of like neon um, stuff on black. That's and it's like me paring it down to that is really terrible. Uh, but he just, I would just have a, yeah, just have a look at his stuff. It's mind blowing. And okay. Like, you know, that, that's that's my favorite stencil, dude. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, I mean, as far as like, like, do you mean kind of like creatively inspiring stuff? Yeah, or- I mean, guess I guess you've been in it so long. What kind of what do you see that people could pull from outside of, of our little world to help them with their stuff? Oh, man. Well, I mean, there, there's there's specific artists that I could ramble off, but like just paying attention to stuff that's not stencil work, like is like i would say really important and it's cool like to if you want to like progress the stencil stuff but i think you know being creative outside of like how you're creating the work is more important ultimately so you need to draw inspiration from like you know whatever i mean i like people should like read you know <laughs> i find some books that are like continuing learning as far as like stuff that interests you or whatever i mean i draw lots of inspiration from that and my interest in the kind of like science stuff or whatever and um, without like if you don't pull inspiration from anything else and you don't take time like outside of painting, like I know people who just paint and paint and paint and like they never take a break and they never like come up from the canvas, it seems. And people will say, oh, well, just just keep painting and you just got to create. And it's like, I mean, I, there's just a different philosophy where it's like, I think you need to be inspired. You know, I think inspiration is important. And, and like you can get in a rut by just thinking you need to crank out as much crap as possible and that that's like the goal you know i feel like that'll kind of blind you to like you know put blinders on. Mm-hmm. no I, I get that yeah so i mean you kind of want to take time to i don't know maybe develop your worldview a little bit more and that probably leads to you creating stuff that other people are not creating because just because you have that that different viewpoint on things right no for sure i mean i'm a firm believer in like i mean it's just the ideas and stuff come from like my interactions in life and ultimately i mean like the the point for me is like just communicating with people and being able to connect with people. So like, so that's where it comes from. So, you know, stuff about, I don't know. Yeah. Don't pay attention to too much pop culture but or the news, but like, <laughs> I mean, just finding creative inspiration outside of like your norm. Um, I think it's, it's just, it's easy for me to see when someone's just like pulling from the same sources over and over again. And they don't like their work never takes like any turns and direction. It's just kind of the same like head down and I'm going to crank this out. I feel like that gets boring eventually. Yeah. It's probably easy to get in that rut though. Right. If you're, you know, if it's working, I guess, and you're, and you're selling it sometimes yeah. right? it's hard to, to step back for a minute and do something different. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, again, there's people that will like, you know, it's like the first, you know, the first painting you you sell, it's like, okay, I should just reproduce this like over and over and over <laughs> again. And like, that's fair, you know what I'm saying? And like, honestly, I just feel like that's like the short play, you know, because ultimately, like your friends are going to get tired of your stuff. They're so, you, you know, like outside of just your core supporters who will like eventually, if you do it for long enough, they're going to get like, like, okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, I would, I would get bored of my, you know, if I just mm-hmm. did the same thing over and over again. So it's like, how can I expect something different else? Yeah, so like, no, that's fair. Yeah, to keep like producing, like I, one of my most like popular pieces, it's like the smoking girl. It's like one of my really good friends, she's smoking a joint and like has this crazy get up in her hair. Um, it's like a like ship, and uh, so it's like a cool photo, and but like it's really popular as far as like I'm, you know, a lot of people have like liked it and bought it and so on and so forth. But like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of people that would just gone and like reproduce that as many times as they could and in many ways as possible. And I'm like, uh, no, that would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could, you could, you could. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, it just depends. Like, okay, yeah, maybe that person's gonna make more money or they're going to make money more in the short term or whatever. But eventually that idea is going to get stale. You know what I'm saying? It's going to seem like, okay, do you have anything else? And when they don't, okay, what else is out there <laughs> besides smoking girls? Cause you got them down. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's that's part of why I kind of trash everything. Cause it makes me do new stuff, but it's probably not, you know, I probably should keep it and get more than one or two sprays at it. But I don't know. You can look at it kind of like those monks that do the, uh, those sand paintings and then they just brush it all away. Yeah. Look at it like that or, you know, it just depends on like what, what you're doing it for. You know what I'm saying? When I started out without, you know, before like I got into gallery stuff or whatever, I'm just doing the the pieces on the street. And so I want the stencils to last for a bit and I want to be able to spray them multiple times. The idea is like, you know, that's one of the things that's so sinister about it. Like as far as a medium goes, it's so like cool. You can, you know, it's efficient. You know, you can go and like get a lot of hits up and this is just like, <laughs> like the, the pure form of street art where, um, yeah, you know, that's part of the goal is to repeat the image, you know, or not. I mean, I guess that doesn't have to be a goal, but certainly works when you have a good idea. You're like, it, I mean, it's a campaign, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's kind of the appeal of it at the beginning, right? Is you can just do, do it one time and then have it everywhere if it's you re- wanted to. Yeah, exactly. It's repeatable. So yeah, you know, that's just, again, one of the things that's like advantage to stencils. So it's like, but when, when you kind of take it out of the streets, you know, that whole um, reasoning is kind of removed, (laughs) that it needs to be durable, you know, unless you're like, oh, I'm just going to make a bunch of things for the, you know, booth show I'm going to (laughs) do, you know, stuff like that. So do you kind of see yourself as just an artist and and stencil is just kind of like the medium you use? That's kind of the, the vibe I get from talking to you yeah well i mean i'm kind of like my art it, it certainly goes outside of just being a stencil you know what i'm saying so it is funny like a pe- like there's a while where people are going to like when they would like introduce me they'd be like it's a real really badass stencil artist and i'm looking at them like uh don't just like cut stencils you know i mean there's no offense taken there or anything like that i know that's kind of like i have like the knives in my logo and stuff like that right there's no big, there's no big hurt or anything. It's just kind of like whether it's a stencil or not, it's still there. I mean, I could just do like some of the stuff I've just done, like even during the quarantine and all that. Like I was just like, let me just do some pieces with Sharpie and I'm writing, you know, and they're just written pieces and I'm writing with a Sharpie and I'm like, yeah, this is art. I kind of get like a 
big response to it where I'm like, okay, yeah, like this is like, I'm getting more of a response to this than like some multi-layer technical photographic amazing piece. And so it's like, you know, it's really just kind of de- depends on like how creative it is almost, I feel. Like. Yeah. Do you feel like that stuff's just more, it's probably just more relatable, right? It's like we said, it's hard to, to know what goes into those big technical pieces. It just depends. Like, I feel like there's kind of like, the, there's, there's a gray area with everything where you're like, a lot of the big technical work that you, you know, that you have a chance to do, like Logan Hicks did this like crazy big wall and it's like greenery. Right. And like, it's yeah, an amazing, sorry. yeah, it's an amazing piece and it's amazing feet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's crazy and it's technical. And I'm like, just almost like, it's almost like just the act of doing that piece is like an art piece, you know, mm-hmm. almost performance art. It's crazy. It's just on a level. I mean, again, he's kind of like, okay, I'm going to machine cut, but I'm going to machine cut and I'm going to like, do it like three stories high. That's certainly kind of like makes it art to me. <laughs> Doesn't really matter what the content is kind of when you get to that level. And I feel like, you know, intention has a lot to do with it and kind of like, again, the space that you're painting in and whether it's a public piece or not. Yeah. He seems to be very, very intentional about what he paints. Just laying something like that out. I just, it's crazy to watch him just go up and down and keep tiling those things over. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, again, like the production's wild and insane, but like, you know, I mean, I don't know, I don't even know if like he'd be like, oh, that's my most creative work or anything, but like, it's, the feat is just awe-inspiring, and like, the piece is beautiful, you know, so it's like the aesthetic, you know, it is, it fits in with his aesthetic, which is like, like clean as fuck, but like, you know, very, very rich imagery and very full of uh, detail and whatnot. But if, if somebody, if somebody else were to do that, like, I don't know if you, if you would kind of like be able to say it was the same thing. It's just like a different person and they're going to have different intentions and stuff like that. How do you mean? Well, I feel like the, the intent, you know, has a lot to do with it as far as like, whether it's going to be art or not, like whether you're doing something, whether I'm painting Marilyn Monroe, cause I think it's going to sell when I put it up in this like show is that art was the intent to do something creative no the intent was like i got you the intent was to make a buck you know the intent was to get a painting sold which is like that's its own thing that's just completely different from like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna paint this thing that probably no one would like but i like it and i mean you know it doesn't necessarily have to be that way like 100 all the time i mean i've painted butterflies and flowers you know shit that's almost kind of why i didn't want to do art when i was in high school because it's like oh like it's people painting like like, I don't want to paint flowers, like, and butter, you know, and I was like, that's dumb. Yeah. You know, <laughs> same, like, same thing with, like, and, like, it was either that or, like, people doing, like, these crazy Geiger-like inspired metal pieces because, like, they are, like, on that trip, you know, in, in high school art or whatever. And I'm like, that's not me. So yeah, I was always in, like, the G&T kind of creative project side or whatever. Like, I did that since I was, like, in kindergarten where there's kind of, like, a little bit more aspects and, you know, more aspects involved than just, like, the technical, you know, mm-hmm. image making. Yeah. Do you mean, like, more the the ideas behind it, not just the piece Correct. itself? Correct. Correct. That's, how, that's what kind of led me to doing, like, advertising in um, college was, like, I was like, oh, yeah, we do, I'd do that. Yeah. But I guess you kind of have to make that compromise somewhere along the road, right? If you're doing it kind of full-time, you kind of got to go back and forth a little bit. Yeah, and it's so funny. I mean, like I say, like I've done all this corporate work, like I guarantee you, like I've done large amounts of work that will never be posted up and that I'll never show anybody. People can be proud of it all they want if they're like, oh, okay, I just did this for this company and it's cool. 
but like people will want like the skyline and the river and some bats and the guitars and the same shit if you're from Austin, right? <laughs> so it's yeah. like I'm not like I'm definitely not trying to advertise that I'm painting that. <laughs> that's just not what I'm trying to do. That's why it's been so fortunate for me to have a company that has been doing that, getting that for me to where I don't really have to like advertise that I do that at all. I've kept it completely separate. Like some of my pieces on on my Instagram feed, for instance, I'm sure you can imagine a few, are like a marketing person's worst nightmare. They would never hire me for fucking anything. <laughs> yeah, the the champagne, the fountain. Yeah, they're like, oh, you just, you just called us the C word. Like, wait, I'm not even going to say that out loud because it's like, I feel like art, you can kind of put that out there, but I'll say the C word. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, no, Austin, there's definitely like landmarks and in, in certain imagery that you could probably just bang out all day long if you wanted to. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. It's like what, what people hit me up for is like, I want that piece with the C word on it. Oh, really? Well, I mean, you know, if they have any taste, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the the joke I make about cactus paintings or whatever, it's just like one of those things. I'm like, you know, they don't really do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> do you take some, obviously you must take some of your, photo, your own photographs, but do you do that a lot? Uh, I did. Um, like some of the big pieces that I've done or whatever, you know, it's not like super important. I mean, most of it is like by need, or if I want to use a photograph of mine, I'll shoot a photograph. If it's like, I want to, like, I'm going to do a stencil piece of an Ibex. Like, where am I going to find an Ibex in Austin? That's not going to happen. <laughs> so like, I'm going to go to Google image search or whatever. And like, hopefully find something that's high res and not like, you know, I mean, this just goes back to like your conceptual stuff where it's like, don't go looking for the same image that everybody else is doing. That's, you know, that's weak. <laughs> yeah. So you, you want to look on like page five for those. Yeah. Images. Well, man, I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the whole kind of like Google search or people will like, I think the worst part is like people will look for like the popular searches on like Etsy and then go recreate that. And I'm like, dude, that's just, you're taking all the fun out of it. Like, I don't have any fun doing it. No, I was gonna say, I wouldn't have fun either. That wouldn't be, it wouldn't be interesting to me. That's right. It, 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 see, it removes all the difficulty. <laughs> yeah. I try and take my own photos now, but if I need something, I'll usually go in like Flickr. That seems to have a little less traffic than Google, so. Yeah, Flickr's like super, uh, yeah, that's like, that was before they was like putting stuff up on like my, or not MySpace, like <laughs> Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, as far as like imagery goes, I mean, like do whatever you want, like as far as like sourcing the imagery, do whatever you need to. But like, you know, that's where it's like you need to start out with a creative idea, you know, you know, like, OK, Audrey Hepburn piece. And then like, like, OK, so there is like the artist, there is an artist. Uh, his name is Merlin Carpenter. If you want to hashtag search that he did a, a show, an exhibition where it was like literally just like big stencil pieces of the images you've seen before, like Amy Winehouse and Kurt Cobain, yada, 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 probably Scarface or something. And like, dude's not a stencil artist, but like he was just doing it to like make fun of it. It was literally just ironic. Like he painted big old stencil pieces and it was just like the complete joke. And you go look at his other work and there's nothing having to do with it. Yeah. Okay. I'll check that out. Well, kind of on that. So you've been in the stencil art prize, right? I think yeah. a couple of years. I, I, I did just one year. Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about it when I had to ship it and, and figured out how much it cost. I think I messaged you like, hey, is yeah. this right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Have you, so you've done a lot of shows too. Do you think, and I've talked about this to a couple other guys. Why do you, why do you think we don't have something like that here? Like a, a, a strictly stencil show? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like for whatever reason, like stenciling is super European or something. But yeah, I mean, I know it's in Australia, but um, it doesn't seem like it's 
picked up here and like other places necessarily and certainly australia was like a big mecca for a while we were kind of back in the stencil revolution days like a lot of the doom australia that's interesting it seems like a lot of the guys are involved but they're into like the murals like if they go to miami or i think you did the one in hawaii when you're where like people are are painting but there's not like a stencil gallery show yeah i mean i've like i've been in a little stencil centric book as poquarist or stencilist if you want to look it up should be available for purchase still but yeah um there's like stencil shows here and there but you know it's just so narrow ultimately and i feel like it's for like somebody that already is like into street art you know what i'm saying so like you're you're looking to attract a very kind of like niche audience if you're gonna like like let's do a stencil show Mm -hmm. so you know that's probably why yeah that makes sense what's the so what's the scene like in austin i know when i was there it was like it's like you and sevi and and niz like the three three main ones that i knew yeah yeah uh yeah i mean there's not really i mean i guess there's federico too he's kind of like the og here in town he would do all like the southwestern kind of looking stuff okay like it very i mean like he's like tech like tex-mex style i don't even know it's just like do you know what i'm saying like it, mm-hmm. were you familiar um, yeah i know no you say the name yeah i know yeah, yeah 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 um but yeah, so I mean, there's not like any, like, we don't have meetings or anything. We don't get together. <laughs> Are you president of the stencil chapter of Austin? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, there's, there's like art scene stuff always, and there's always stuff. There's like groups doing things. If you want to, like, if you need a group to, like, do stuff, you know what I'm saying? Or just do your own thing. There's no specific, like, stencil itis going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. Cause I know there's, there's a few guys in San Antonio too that are really good that i follow yeah so. yeah i mean like yeah scotch from san antonio um for sure still utilizes stencils but like i think he kind of like does stuff kind of like outside of that as far as he can freehand you know i can freehand stuff too it's just like we've just kind of stuck with this but um yeah i mean again at this point there's so much like uh, yeah you know the the spray paint kind of art uh world or whatever is populated with like so much stuff it's you know that's just one little kind of niche yeah it's weird right but then, you know, I always say that, like, it's such a weird, isolated little world. But then, you know, there's probably like hundreds of people I follow on Instagram that do the same thing. So it's 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 weird to me that way where it's it's small, like in the general public, but it feels big to me. Yeah. I mean, again, like there's just like there's a lot of people who do kind of like stuff where I feel like it's, uh, you know, they kind of like do like character work, you know what I'm saying? Or kind of like kind of came up like idolizing like cause or watching spongebob and so like they just do like illustrative stuff and like honestly like a lot of that stuff and i i think i'm gonna talk with you about this either for maybe somebody else in an interview but just as far as like it being a time-consuming venture you know that like there is not an immediate like uh reward gratitude what like you know as far as like the immediate gratification is not there you have to put in like work before it comes to fruition. You know what I'm saying? You can't just like walk up to a wall and like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to start sketching something now. And you know, it's going to be so a bird. You're like, that's like, that's pretty immediate. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you have to like plan and like people don't like planning. <laughs> like you have to, you know, uh, I say make an effort, but yeah, you know, it takes work. Yeah. I wonder if it's, if it's going to end up being like a, a generational thing too, where, you know, we're probably kind of all around the same age. The guys I've talked to so far, if, you know, without that immediate payoff, if a lot of people are going to pick it up and stick with it just because it takes so much time. Yeah. I mean, again, is something that like, uh, you, you know, you have to have the proper motivation to kind of stick with it to the point where you're like getting really good at it. Just technically where you're like, oh, OK, I can do like a five layer 
anything I want, you know, I'm not like inhibited in any sort of way. And so that's really like, you know, that, that didn't come immediately, you know, as far as like just my skill level. And I mean, same thing with people that like, you know, want to paint murals or use spray paints, like maybe they'll do it for a couple of years and they don't get to where they want. Yeah. Well, I guess kind of the progression is you want to get to the point where you're not kind of at the mercy of the images you can find. Right. Cause even like you're saying, you can still manipulate whatever you got in front of you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That got to like, yeah, it got to a point where I'm like, oh, okay, I can do anything. I'm basically with this medium, but, uh, it took a long time to get there. Yeah. How long do you think it took before you were kind of at that level? Man, like before I knew, I was probably at that level before I knew I was at that level. So like have more confidence in yourself guys. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I was probably doing stuff in like, Oh, like in like 2010. So I had been cutting for like five or seven years. And so in 10, 2010, I like start, I uh, was in like a little show kind of uh, outside show of uh, Basel, like during Basel week in Miami with like one of the galleries that I started showing with. So, I mean, you know, like I was, I was on a level where I was comfortable with artists and I sold work and stuff like that. That didn't come immediately. That was seven years into the game. I feel like maybe three to five is where you get pretty solid and, being able to do the basics kind of in your sleep and then you can kind of start pushing um, yeah. to progress to, to more technical stuff. That's how it was for me. But Yeah, for sure. There was, I mean, yeah, there, the, the first couple of years, I mean, I wouldn't make anything like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's just like. You probably thought out. so at the time though, right? Probably thought yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally, totally. I mean, that's kind of like where it's like, there's a lot of people that, you know, okay, they're, they've been painting for like 10 years and I'm like, that's a long time already, you know? you know, yeah, there's, there's like, it's like an ice to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, all right, man. I know we're already over an hour now. Kind of where I usually end up is I started asking everyone for like either one tip or trick or just a piece of advice that maybe they wish they had gotten when they first started on this, this journey, especially you like, like in your position, maybe just to artists in general, it doesn't have to be stencil specific. It differs if you want to just do this for fun. You were like, if it's not your job, then like literally don't worry about it. Just have fun. Like there's, that's not that hard. <laughs> you know, there should be no reason why you'd be like, you're, why you should be feel pressurized. You know, it's different when you're trying to eat off of it for sure. So, I, I mean, I guess I would say if you're not, <laughs> you know, if you're not in a position where you need to like eat off of it and even then, I mean, yeah, have fun and, don't do something just because you think somebody else is like it. You know, do something individual yourself would probably be, you know, my suggestion. Yeah. I remember uh, Dad Sox and I talked about you kind of doing stuff that you're okay with it sitting in your uh, office or wherever for the next next few years. There, there's that. I, I kind of like, as far as, you know, just the motivation for, for what you want to paint. I mean, you know, I guess that's, that's certainly a point. But yeah, I mean... It just depends on where you want to go with it. Like, if you want to just make stuff that, you know, you think is cool, your friends think, yeah, you don't worry about anything else. You're golden. <laughs> just, <laughs> just do it, you know. Um, otherwise, like, people that are really trying to do it, people looking for that, like, pro tip or whatever, um, like, just the business side of it, you know, realize that, I don't know, there there's a level to it where, and it's kind of, it, you kind of have to, like, come up and there's going to be people that are, are going to exploit your desire to like get into the whole thing and have you work for free or whatever, you know, just kind of be mindful of that to like not sell yourself out in that aspect to like, you know, once you, once you get to a certain level, you, people should be um, compensating. So there's that. Okay. And 
this is selfishly here. Is there like a something technical that you see in a lot of a lot of people's work that you think should be should be different or better, or what's something that what's something that most most pieces you see could work on? Con, like I mean, it's always like conceptual. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because it can be like a shitty stencil, or it can be like a simple one color black and white. But like, what does it say? You know, or what? What am I? You know, what is it communicating to me? And to like actually think, you know, more on that. Like, so it's really it's the technical side of creativity. <laughs> you know, I mean, the technical cutting thing. Like, I would say try your hardest try you know try not to use digital filtering and stuff like that and to like create your own lines because it's gonna you know you don't, you don't want to look like a like a you know not not that there's anything wrong about a digital image or a digital piece but it's like if that's not what you, <laughs> or if it you know if it if it's not then you wound up with a digital piece mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah no yeah it does i'm i'm guilty of of doing it digitally that's totally okay it just depends on like you know kind of like where you're like you want to like take it and whether it's like if you're like because you're not again like you're not trying to eat off of it you know you're yeah like, for sure well I've, I've started trying to like draw more bridges on to kind of to to go that route yeah yeah um, and that breaks it up but also so all right so say i wanted to get to what you're doing and draw it myself like how would you how would you recommend someone start because i would like to do more of that myself and not be at the mercy of Photoshop. Yeah. So, I mean, like literally you start, like start with a simple, you know, image and start with a small image and you can just like get some decent sized cuts in. So maybe like at 11 by 17, like two letters, letter sheets and like, um, yeah, just do like a five layer, pretty simple. That's not hard to break apart. Like you, the, the middle color, which is going to be like your silhouette. And then, you know, with your other printouts that are supposed to be like the exact same image, registration marks, throw those in. Like I use, sometimes I use registration marks. Sometimes I just use the stencil because it has its own, like y'all are talking about Nil using his. Um, so sometimes you can do that. I mean, I, I just kind of go in and like draw, like I'll circle, you know, I'll draw out like my cut. Like I'll go and like, you know, encircle a little blotch of white and I'll go encircle the next little blotch of white and like, and I'll kind of like, half tone it so when i get to a color that's not full full white i'll like add a couple bridges and that will like give it separation and tone even if it's just a few little ticks like which are the bridges right so each bridge is like a tick in the opposite opposite direction like color wise so like you're blending with each bridge that you right does that make sense just to kind of start off like that i mean I think I'm pretty good with picking apart color. Like, you know, my eyes are sensitive to color. So maybe if you're not super sensitive to color, that might be a difficulty. I don't know. But like, as far as just color separating by eye, when you have, you know, the five printouts, you're looking at them. Yeah. You know, ultimately it may take practice and you want like all the dark to be gone for one. For the most part, I have to like go in and pin that in. Otherwise I'm going to lose what color I'm going for. Once I start cutting, because you're, you're losing your guide, essentially. Um, so yeah, pin it all out and then start cutting. Did that? Was that even any tip at all? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was really just uh, just for me. Because yeah, I mean, I use Photoshop obviously, and I use the filters. I try to edit it more, like in Lightroom, and and do the bridges now. I'm like trying not to rely on it so much, but to where it doesn't look digital all the time. But you know, it's I'm not. I don't, I don't do much drawing. So I would like to start that just, it's kind of, you know, knowing where to start. 
Well, well, check it out. So if, like, print out, like, a photo of a sphere, right? Like, just a generic sphere, like a graphic sphere, and, like, try and make that a one color where you're not just cutting, like, one block. You know what I'm saying? Like, cut one block, and then, like, all the bits next to it, like, you kind of, like, have to, like, throw in a like, little, like, peppering of, of cuts to kind of, like, get that fade in there. So, I mean, and that's kind of where you know, I've, I've taken it, I guess, as far as the color separating goes. Yeah, just being able to, yeah, take, like, a, like what would be a one color and... Okay. Sounds like a good place to start. I'll, uh, right I'll, go, pr- I'll go print those out now. Get yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> well, fine, man. This is, this is a lot of fun. I appreciate you coming on. Where, um, I know you're on Instagram. Is there anywhere else people could find you? No, just Instagram. Instagram's good. Hit me up there. I mean, I got my Gmail up there too, so all good. Okay. Well, cool. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate it. Oh man, no, it's a, uh, it's been especially nice talking to people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right. That's part oh, of the, yeah. That's been one of the fun parts of this is just, uh, you know, I work remote, so I don't see people anyways, mm-hmm. but, but not being able to go anywhere. Yeah. And, no. You know, same, being yeah. able to talk to people about this, nobody I know cares about this shit. So same it's, here, cool same to, uh, it's cool to talk it out. So, Oh man, I've really appreciated listening to uh, the other episodes and I appreciate uh, you having me on, man. It's very cool. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. I'm glad people are listening. Yeah. People seem to seem to enjoy it. So that, that makes me happy. All right. Cheers. Well, so, all right, man. have a good one, everybody else. Thank you. Sorry. Take care. Thanks again to Dave for coming on the show today. I'm probably going to get one more episode out before Christmas, so keep an eye out for that. As always, any feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, you can hit me up on Instagram at InThePerimeter, or you can email me at deathbypapercutspod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.